BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hi, everyone. Judge Andrew Napolitano here for Judging Freedom. Today is Monday, February 13th, 2023. It's about 3.15 in the afternoon here on the East Coast of the United States. Good friend of the show, Phil Giraldi, joins us now. Phil, you uh, spent much of your career uh, in the Central Intelligence Agency. You are a notorious iconoclast, disagreeing often with the uh, thrust of the agency and famously with George W. Bush over whether Saddam Hussein had weapons of mass destruction. So your background is entirely in the area of what we want to talk about now. Were you surprised when you woke up, I guess it was last Thursday or Friday, and read the report of Cy Hirsch, a person we both know, a famous, highly regarded Pulitzer Prize-winning investigative journalist, the essence of which was that the American CIA and Navy, uh, in conjunction uh, with divers from some northern Uh, European countries destroyed the Nord Stream pipeline, which linked Russia to Germany for the sale by Russia and purchase by German utilities of cheap Russian natural gas. Were you surprised when you learned this? Well, I wasn't. I think the the assumption has always been right from the beginning that uh, the United States was the the, uh, agency that carried out uh, this attack on the pipeline. I think uh, when you look at it in terms of motive, when you look at it in terms of capabilities, and when you also look at it in terms of comments by Joe Biden and others saying that they would not allow Nord Stream to come online. I mean, that was pretty clear stuff. I, I suspected at the same time that they would do work into it, some plausible denial, so that they could always say, oh, no, it wasn't us. But uh, so I was not surprised at all to read the article, and I was amazed by some of the details that Cy Hirsch was able to dig up. Tell, tell us about some of the details, and and tell us about the involvement of the CIA. I mean, does the CIA do this stuff? Do they have divers like the Navy SEALs do? Do they go underwater and pack p- uh, pipelines with explosive material, and then three months later detonate it? Yeah, they do. Uh, uh, Panama City in Florida is where the Navy has a uh, diver's base, and it it's basically co-located with the agency's uh, divers. Uh, and, and think back, remember uh, uh, mining the harbors in Nicaragua? I mean, that was a joint operation. There have been plenty of operations where the CIA has used uh, those kinds of resources. It's uh, And according to Hirsch, the uh, actual plan that was used to... Uh, plant the explosives on the pipelines and detonate them came from CIA. And how did they carry this out? Well, they basically carried it out by uh, using the cover of a naval exercise uh, in the Baltic that NATO was running. 
and there was a, a major U.S. ship, I think it was the Kearsarge, um, that was part of the exercise and apparently had all these supplies and the personnel that were able to do the diving and um, to attach the uh, explosive C4 explosives uh, to the pipes. So that's kind of how it was carried out. And there was, uh, again, according to Hirsch, uh, cooperation with the Norwegians uh, to use a remote detonator that could be uh, uh, initiated by dropping a sea boy. And the sea boy sent a signal that enabled uh, them to control the, the demolition. What, what would, well, well, let me ask you this. Do you, do you know of any instance where the United States government, through the CIA uh, and the military, has attacked the assets of an ally? And not just any ally, an ally that we have several treaties with, Germany. Yeah, that's that's one of the interesting aspects of this, because, of course, the, the NATO alliance in and of itself says that any NATO, NATO member being attacked, uh, all NATO members have to unite in the defense of that country. <laughs> so, so I mean, did, have, did that treaty contemplate that the attack would come from another NATO member, in this case, the... <laughs> The, the yeah. granddaddy of NATO members, the United States. That, yeah, that's the point. It, clearly, the United States was involved in the, this attack, and one might presume that uh, Norway was. And uh, I, have, I have some additional sources that have suggested that Britain was very much involved in it, too. So here you have NATO members attacking, essentially, uh, the resources uh, of another, another NATO member. Bear in mind that the pipeline is not owned by Russia. Russia has 51% of it uh, through Gazprom, but the other 49% is owned by Germans. And so here we were we're attacking and destroying to the tune of at least $10 billion, if it's ever repaired, uh, a German um, facility. Now, why is it that we haven't heard a peep about this from Chancellor Schultz? We haven't heard anything from the American press we haven't heard from the left in the Congress. We haven't even heard from the libertarians in the Congress, although Senator Mike Lee of Utah said over the weekend when pushed, if this is true, it's very troubling. Uh, we haven't heard from anybody in NATO. We haven't heard from anybody in Germany. Well, I have this theory that Schultz, we may not have heard anything from Schultz because Schultz was not in the loop. He was not informed that this was going to happen and exactly how this was going to play out. To be sure, he was at a, at a conference where a conference where Joe Biden said that we would not allow uh, this development to take place. But he was not part of the discussion. He didn't say right. anything. No so one to, asked him anything. To, to get this straight, and please correct me if I'm wrong, the, the government's objection to the pipeline is that it was producing boatloads of cash for Gazprom. Gazprom is owned largely by the Russian government. Therefore, the, the pipeline was pu putting a lot of cash into Vladimir Putin's government treasury. The other end of the pipeline was providing uh, inexpensive natural gas for uh, commercial enterprises and for home heating uh, in Germany. Old Joe wanted to put pressure on the German economy to get them to cough up their share of the Ukraine war. I'm doing air quotes around the word share. And he wanted to stop 
the flow of cash from German utilities to Gazprom. So from Joe's perspective, it's a win-win, uh, even though he attacked an ally and a putative enemy, an enemy, an adversary with which, of course, we've never been at war. Do you, is that a fair explanation of what the hell is going on? Yeah, there were, uh, there were a lot of uh, levels, a lot of peels to this onion in terms of what they were trying to accomplish. Uh, the, the public face of this was that uh, the United States did not want Western Europe to be dependent on Russian energy because that would give Russia leverage over Western Europe. So that's so. A- if the United States really believed in the free market, they would find some way to sell energy to Western Europe that costs less rather than destroying, literally blowing up the relationship between Russia and Germany. That's something that Joe Stalin would have done if the situation had been reversed. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, anybody who views this as anything but an act of war and an act of terrorism uh, is delusional. This is this is not the sort of thing, not the sort of way that uh, what how do we put it in Washington? The the rules based international order is this mm. what it amounts to when the United States feels it has a, a a stake in something that it wants to turn around? I mean, come on, and and sure, there are a whole lot of different issues that emerge from this, but the Germans take one hell of a whack out of this. Uh, tell me, tell Germans me. Yeah, they own 49% of the pipeline, and uh, they were uh, they were producing so much gas that they were able to sell it to the Dutch and to the French and to the Swiss. They were making money off it. Tell me about the thought processes in the CIA when an idea like this is being batted around. Would some of them say, wait a minute, you can't do this. This is an act of war. Wait a minute, we're not in the business of destroying $10 billion dollars in assets from an ally. Wait a minute, people are going to freeze this summer uh, if they don't have natural gas to heat their homes. Would, would would those arguments have been made at some level before the decision was made to pull this trigger? Well, the simple answer to that, I think, would be yes, there would be people saying that. And they would also be pointing out that this could cause irreparable damage not only with Russia, but also with close ally and essential European partner, Germany. I mean, they would have been saying those things. According to um, the, the piece by Hirsch, uh, these points were raised, but they were, they were pushed down by the White House people that were working on this uh, commission. And uh, they were basically uh, told, look, the president wants this, and this is what we're going to do. I wonder if there were any Phil Giraldi's involved, either in the CIA or the Navy Naval SEAL end, who said, I'm not doing this. This is immoral. It's illegal. It's unconstitutional. It's criminal. By the way, Mr. President, it might be impeachable. Anybody say anything like that? <laughs> well, they might have said it privately. And I would think that the Hirsch article coming out now, if there's any play at all on it, which, of course, looks doubtful, um, it would open a door for people who maybe are recent retirees or people who uh, basically are willing to to go the whistleblower route, and they might say something. I'd love to see that. Tell us about uh, Cy Hirsch. The Cy Hirsch that I know, 
This is the Cy Hirsch of the My Lai Massacre, uh, of Watergate, uh, of uh, American torture, of CIA surveillance, of a Pulitzer Prize. The Cy Hirsch that I know is almost fanatical about sources. Most investigative journalists only require two. He requires three for every fact. Is this the Cy Hirsch that you know as well? Yes. And in fact, I, I uh, at one point in my life, not so long ago, when I was working at a private security company, uh, I, I would sit down and have lunch with Cy together with other former CIA and Secret Service and FBI people. And we would go through some of the facts that he had unearthed and was interested in corroborating. And he was meticulous about it, absolutely meticulous about it. Uh, when I read something by Cy Hirsch, I, I understand that, you know, you're only as good as your source. And if your source is getting something maybe a little wrong, you might get it a little wrong too. But the fact is, anything by Cy Hirsch, as far as I'm concerned, is solid gold. Why do you think we haven't seen this in the New York Times, the Washington Post, the Wall Street Journal, or even my former colleagues at Fox News? I mean, if true, and I believe it's true and you believe it's true because we know Cy and we know his, uh, his reputation, he's never, ever been proven wrong when he has one of these major investigations. This is utterly profound and, in my legal opinion, probably impeachable, but not a peep anywhere other than on a few websites. Well, because I think these um, so-called uh, mainstream media outlets uh, are, are basically humiliated when a story like this comes out. Uh, they have more to gain by taking the government line because the government is a resource for them. The government leaks them information, gives them stories, that sort of thing, and doesn't make any trouble for them. Uh, and uh, so they're not uh, interested in rocking this boat. Um, this will require one at least one major news outlet to pick up the story and run with it uh but i don't see that happening in the in the current context all right switching gears uh slightly uh about three or four hours ago the united states state department put out a bulletin i guess they have a record of who's there maybe because of visas to americans living in russia saying come home what? What is that all about? Well, this is the third time they've done that since the, um, um, the conflict in the Ukraine began. A lot of this is, is political. They're exploiting uh, what they are describing as uh, uh, the Russian authorities coming down on Americans. Uh, I, for one, would not hesitate to travel to Russia right now. Uh, I don't think uh, Americans are in danger. Um, if you if you look at the couple of cases that they would be citing the the woman basketball player the ex marine that's being accused of espionage, I mean this is a tiny number uh, compared to all the Americans that travel to Russia, uh, and I would further I I, I, I kind of like the way the State Department phrased this or the embassy, they said do not travel to Russia due to the unpredictable consequences of the unprovoked full-scale invasion of Ukraine by Russia. 
So see, it's all on the Russians. Uh, and it doesn't mention the fact that the pipeline was blown up by the Americans. And it doesn't mention the fact that uh, the United States has basically been uh, the aggressor in terms of its support of Ukraine against Russia. So Russia has very good reasons to be sus suspicious of at least some traveling Americans. And, uh -huh. um, and, 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 and if, I, if I were to follow that argument even farther, I would say, well, uh, Mr. President Biden, uh, what about Julian Assange? I mean, are there miscarriages of justice in the United States system? Good point. Um, uh, we haven't heard anything from President Putin about Cy Hirsch's report. Is it likely that President Putin knew that the United States did this long before Cy Hirsch's report came out last Thursday? It is certain that he knew about it. Uh, he knew about it uh, for a number of reasons. The, uh, the one that's most outstanding was the Russians were intercepting British uh, um, clandestine communications, and they got the, uh, the call uh, from uh, Liz Truss, who was then the Prime Minister of England, 60 seconds after the explosions took place, uh, she sent a text message to uh, our Secretary of State. So the Russians heard them, heard them real time, and they knew who did it. Phil Giraldi, no matter what we, what we talk about, it's always uh, enlightening and illuminating. Thank you very much for joining us. Thank you for having me on. Of course. Judge Napolitano, more as we get it, and there'll be more on this. You'll hear from Phil uh, as we get more. You'll hear from Colonel McGregor and Scott Ritter uh, later on in the week and any other sources that we can uh, develop about how this happened, who ordered it, and why there hasn't been a peep about it, except in a couple of websites in here. Judge Napolitano for judging freedom.